Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. I think it's fair to say I was much more aggressive and way more defensive about my competitors in the early years of running my business. And I guess I just didn't have the experience and wisdom to see that you could collaborate rather than compete, that you could share resources, joint venture, um, maybe business that you couldn't or didn't want to do, you could pass to your competitors and vice versa. You could exchange staff members, etc. And I know it sounds kind of weird to say that with your and for your competitors, but bear with me because I've got at least nine or ten things I think you could maybe do and see better in regards to your competition. So the first thing is, I think it's fair to say, Messi wouldn't be as good as Messi is were it not for Ronaldo being as good as Ronaldo is. And if you look at some of the best um, fighters in the world, you know, if you look at, remember when Chris Eubank and Nigel Benn were head to head, um, and if you look at any rivalries over the years in the sport or the business that you've been most interested in, when you've had those rivalries and those fierce competitors, most of them have said at the end of their career that their strong competitor, of course, they had a love-hate relationship with, ended up taking them to new heights and making them better. So... If you have a view that your competitor can motivate you and focus you and keep you getting better and better at your art and craft, you know, the can I or the Kaizen methodology of constant and never ending improvement, you know, or the sort of the, the Asian Kaizen formula of constant, small, iterative improvements. Now, if you had no competitors, as much as you'd love it, I can have all the market, I can have all the business, I don't have any competitors, you know, if you didn't have competitors, you wouldn't strive to stay motivated, hungry, maybe to work a bit harder, work a bit smarter. So whilst they're going to frustrate you, they can motivate you and keep you focused. They also stop complacency if you use and leverage competitors wisely. Capitalism, a free market, relies on fair competition. And if there is no fair competition, you have a monopoly and then it becomes unfair and the prices become unfair and there's unfair exchange. That would be the same in your business. And of course, you know, we all go, oh yeah, whatever, I don't want any competitors, business will be easy. But your products and services would be less beneficial to your clients. You wouldn't have a desire to improve them, to care, to solve, to serve. You'd become lazy, etc. I think it's wise to notice that they'll make you less complacent. And forgive me, I've just got a bit distracted because someone said, what's with all the equipment around me? So this is a, a video, an audio studio, not the best backdrop, but you can see all the lights and the, the podcasting microphone and equipment. So that's what's with all the equipment <laughs> around. And now I'll get back to the podcast. All right, great. So, um, you know, if you set targets against your competitors, if you fear losing business to them, then that can strive you to create a better product or service. My guess is your product or service is better thanks to your competition. You just have to see it that way. And so you should be grateful for them because of that. Okay, also your competitors can remind you what's great about you with what's not great about them. So if you look at your competitors and you think they don't serve your clients and customers in your market in the best way that they could, or they don't do this or that as well as you, that reminds you that you do that well and probably gets you continuing to do that well. So... Um, Conversely, if you have an open mind, and this isn't always easy when you're looking at competitors, if you look at what they do well and you study them and you study them as if they're a case study, 
as if they're a business that you want to aspire to be like, rather than the hatred and aggressiveness and um, defensiveness that most people see the competitors, if you have a more balanced view. If you can embrace what they're good at and learn from them, you'll improve your business. If you can look at what they don't do well and make sure that you do that better, you'll grow your business. Okay, so um, interestingly that we have a competitor and for years they were by far the biggest property training company in the UK and we usurped them about three years ago just in terms of turnover in the UK. They have a global business and there are some things that they've done. Um, I was going to say better than us, but they've been going longer, so they've done it before us. So, for example, they had trainers, whereas it was just Mark and I training for progressive property. So they were able to grow quicker than us. They had a global business. They had different products outside of property, etc. Um, and so once I got over the fact that I am, um, you know, they were competitors and I hated them and we wanted to beat them at all costs. I was able to have a more balanced view. We reached out to the MD. We got a good relationship with the MD. I meet up with him every now and again when he's coming past this way. And whilst he does still play his cards a bit close to the chest, and I probably give him more information than he gives me. So if you're watching, um, share. Um, I certainly was able to learn a lot more that I could implement into my business because whatever's better about them or worse about them, you know, um, I can learn from that if I have an open-minded, balanced view. Now, this particular training business, um, they're pretty heavy on the sales and the, the, a very frequent complaint of theirs is that you know they sell a bit too aggressively so what that helped us do was just make sure that we toned down ourselves a little bit i mean you know we sell and I'm, I'm definitely unapologetic about that you have a business you need to make money you want to sell but we put a bit of humor we put a bit of lightheartedness in it we just toned it down a little excuse me getting a sore throat already from when we're speaking so um you know we learned that and also a whole load of the clients that didn't really feel that they'd got the service that they desired from them not saying that they were right or wrong that's just how they felt they came to our events and subsequently signed up to a lot of our trainings. So they're, they're, they're like one of our top five lead sources. And it's not like we aggressively go and try and take their clients. I don't think that's the right thing to do because then they'll come and do that to you. You have to expect that everything you do towards your competition, they will do to you at some point. So it's often good to treat people how you like to be treated. And I know in the, in the past, some of my marketing strategies maybe were a bit more aggressive when I had less to lose and had less business and had to be more creative and more guerrilla in my marketing. I am probably have come full circle now and, and I pretty much have a rule that if I don't want anyone to do that to us, I'm not going to do that to them, even if, you know, that means I have more of a long term view. So actually, a lot of our competitors are a great source of business for us. If we can offer products and services they didn't get from our competitors or we can offer a product or service that helps them better. We have a community. We have more support and more infrastructure than many of our competitors. And so that really helped. But at the same time, I've still got to make sure I give um, I keep a, a good balanced view of my competitors. And maybe if I was to speak to some of the people high up in the, these competitive uh, businesses, you know, I might, uh, be, I might feel to give them the feedback. Um, Alex Ferguson often used to speak to his rival or fellow managers and they used to share tips uh, because ultimately they're in the same boat. And then they may come and do the same for you. Now, you do have to be careful with that. Don't be giving insider secrets to your business away. Wow, I'm getting loads of hearts. Loads of hearts being sent on this live video. I've never had so many hearts. Maybe it's because I'm getting married this weekend. Or it's some, one person's just hitting the heart button a million times. I always knew I'd get one fan. I've got one fan. Loads of haters and one fan. Woo! All right, great. So your competitors can teach you stuff, the things that they do well that you could do better, the things that they do badly that um, you, know, you can do better, the things that they test that they don't work that you could then test and improve. Um, they're a great source of feedback. Um, because they've had clients of yours, yours have, you've, had yours, you've had clients of theirs. So if you speak to the clients, if ever I know anyone who's been in a competitive 
business and you know I've done their products and services I always want to sit down with them ask them how was it you know I'm not looking to um knock anyone I'm just like how was it what was good what did you enjoy what could they improve what could they do better um trying to remain balanced so that I can learn from them you know often you don't want to ask people what's good about my competitors what's better about um my competitors than us you don't want to ask that but if you ask that you've got great intel to improve your business um also having competitors makes life interesting you know, if you do the same thing over and over and business is too easy, which it would be easier without uh, competition, you'd have more of a monopoly, you'd get bored, you'd get distracted, you'd go and do something else, you'd probably implode your business. So having competitors makes your um, niche business interesting. Now, I've always had the view that I'd rather create my competition than have external competition. So I've trained many trainers who've gone on to run courses, which could be deemed as competitive. Probably a third, maybe even more of the competitors in the property market space uh, for training are people who I've trained as trainers or have been our trainers and then they've moved on and set up their own thing. And I'd much rather have it that way than there be external competitors because, you know, I've probably hopefully got a good relationship with many of them. Um, you know, we might be able to partner in the future, etc. Okay, your competitors spread your message. Um, if your competitors are spending a lot of money on marketing to get people into your market, they are spending the upfront spend to get people into your niche or market, which is the biggest spend, by the way, that initial acquiring of the client. Because once you've got the client, then the lifetime client value extends and there's trust. Therefore, there's less friction for them spending more and more and deeper and deeper and longer and longer. So the most expensive part of your marketing spend is acquiring. Now, this competitor I said of ours who'd been going a lot longer until a few years ago were bigger than us. They must have spent millions of pounds in acquiring, getting people interested in property, buying investments. And that's great leverage for us. Um, and then they find our communities online and they find our books online and they find our audio podcasts online and they find our video podcasts online and they find our, um, you know, videos, etc. online. Um, so if you have really good assets online, if you've, if you've written books, if you've done podcasts, if you, you, you're well established on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. People get brought into the marketplace by your competitors and then they do research on Google and then all these ultimately search engines because... Amazon and Facebook are search engines now as well, then they find you and then you've got free marketing. Um, now in the, in the past past, Perry Marshall wrote a Google AdWords handbook and I used to kind of leverage a bit more and cherry pick off our competitors. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I just let them find us. Okay, great. Uh, they will increase the size of your market. As I've just mentioned, I've made some notes to make sure I get all the points in. I'm also getting a million messages coming in at once for everyone on my phone and um, on my computer. Let me just do a live feed video, will you? All right, so your competitors will spread your message, especially if it's a similar message, because, you know, ultimately your competitors probably have the same view of your industry as you, and they probably want to um, encourage your clients to do the same things. All right, you could get their staff in the future. Now, I'm not talking about poaching them, but, um, you know, if they have uh, members of staff, and then those members of staff leave, and then those members of staff need a job, and they're looking for other jobs in the industry, they may come and work for you. Uh, and so if you've got a good relationship with your competitors, there's going to be less friction in that process. So there's two massive competitors of ours at the time, pre-recession, uh, pre-property crash. So we're talking like 07, something, you know, that kind of year. Um, two big companies had real problems. Uh, and in, in one, the head of acquisitions left. And in another one, the head of marketing left. And we hired one as a consultant and one as our marketing manager for three years. And they were two of the best People we acquired for information, for intel. And of course, when you get them in, they're going to give you loads of information about what's good and bad about your competitors and how it worked, etc. So again, if you don't burn all your bridges with all your competitors, then that uh, route may stay open. You may get a collaborative. So you may be able to offer products and services to each other that you each don't do. 
Um, and I know I've certainly JV'd with a couple of our competitors where we've um, invited each other to speak at events and offer complimentary products or services that maybe we didn't do and they didn't do. Um, you do have to be a little bit careful and, you know, like, you know, your trade secrets, keep them there. Um, if you can befriend them and get to know them well, then I think that's only going to serve your businesses and it's going to make your whole industry better. Because if we think about it in the bigger picture, yes, we want to beat our competitors, but surely it serves our niche and our industry and our customers and followers and fans and all the people that pay our wages to improve the whole industry. Um, and so if we collaborate with the top trainers, providers, competitors in our niche, then the whole industry benefits. And I, I used to have this sort of mastermind where a lot of our competitors, we used to mastermind together. And I think that really served the industry. And um, it's kind of a shame that we don't do that anymore. That's something that you could do in your marketplace. Okay, when you understand the forces of free markets and capitalism and how it works and how fair exchange, sorry, fair competition is required, so that um, you know, goods and services are at the fair exchange price where it's good value to the customer and the um, provider can make a fair profit. That's all um, because of capitalism and the rules within. Now, if competitors had unfair advantages or monopolies, then that reduces. So um, your customer is going to get the best service from you if you have competitors to keep you sharp. So let me ask you this question, which was the, the subject of this podcast and live feed. Are you truly grateful to your competition? Are you looking at your competition with admiration, with an open-mindedness to learn, with wisdom, with the possibility to collaborate, with a long-term view, you know, to build maybe a mastermind, to serve your overall industry and niche better? A couple of my competitors who I think do good work, I always say, if you're not going to go to us, go to them. And, you know, I hope that they say the same thing back because we're not right for everyone. And if we're not right for everyone, it's not fair for me, to, for this client who wants a product or service in my niche, but we're not right for them to say, oh, well, you know, bugger off. You know, maybe our competitor can provide them a better product or service. Now, I don't want to be the best lead generation source of my competitors. You know, you have to keep a, a balanced view. Um, but yeah, I've often referred people to one or two competitors who I think do a good job or have a product or service that we don't yet do. So are you really grateful to your competition? Are you seeing it with a, a long-term vision and with wisdom and with balance? Or are you getting defensive, aggressive, um, you know, and just maybe a bit more narrow-minded? I certainly would have been back in, what, 2006, something like that. So I hope you found this podcast useful. Uh, at the moment, I'm kind of halfway through a, a mini UK tour of doing a few speaking gigs where I'm doing question and answer sessions on all things related to money to promote and celebrate the imminent launch of my new book, Money. Uh, so you need to be in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community to get the dates. Um, and then there'll be one, two, maybe three dates in July and August. So come and join the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. I've, I've bumped the post to the top where you'll see and meet me speak. The two events I've just done in Brooklyn, in Surrey at the Mercedes um, Museum and at St Pancras were like, 60-70% uh, more attended than they've ever had at their events, ever. So this looks like it's going well. Thank you for following my work. Thank you for being a disruptive entrepreneur. Thank you for all the kind, feed kind feedback. Thank you for going out there and being disruptive and making a difference in your industry and serving and, and caring for your clients and making the world a better place. So remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Thanks, everyone. And I'll see you in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community and hopefully at one of these live events soon. Rob again, stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot and I thought, well, I'll, I'll leverage my time and yours 
and I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report, then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favorite educational, inspirational, informative documentaries of the you know, most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document I use, I've PDF'd it for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you. Spam, I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.